Bonga Nasi ni podcast iliyonakiliwa kutoka Twitter Space ya Horizon TV Mubashara na kusambazwa kama podcast kupitia anka.fm/horizontv Kenya. Ungana nasi tukichambua masala mbalimbali katika jamii. Tubidi wazinasema Good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to Horizon Twitter Space Bonga Nasi is officially on air I go by the name Muhammad Shakombo and today we'll be joined by our guests uh, from uh, Red Cross team and also our Sheikh uh, Sheikh Salim Charo um we'll be joined by Emily Mudeu who is a clinical psychologist and also Andegwa But without further ado, let me welcome Emily uh, to the platform. Please introduce yourself. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, good evening everyone. Okay. Now, good evening to you too, Sheikh. Okay. Um Salim Charo, a member of National Muslim COVID-19 Response Committee. Yeah, and uh, an charge of compliance in Nairobi compliance of the COVID protocols. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, the introduction. I'm trying we're still trying to fix uh, the connection with uh, Anne so that she can also become a speaker on this platform. So without further ado I'd like to remind our audience that whoever has a question, suggestion or any feedback that they would like to share on this platform please feel free to fill the DM of uh, Horizon TV. And then within our discussion we'll be able to uh put in those uh suggestions comments and uh, what whatever we can address during this time we'll be able to do so world mental health has been marked globally every 10th october since 1992 and the main aim is to educate uh, raise awareness and tackle social stigma so this year's theme mental health in an unequal world so without further ado we'll be able to tackle mental health in regards to the celebration that will happen tomorrow that is 10th and many a times uh, mental health has been associated to uh, the white man people think that this is an illness for the white man or even uh, africans have been able to look at mental health as sort of a crazy element for for someone so there's need for us to normalize this and start the conversation also mental health is is kind of viewed as a foreign term mental health is has been associated with some kind of stigma and been labeled as crazy emily could you kindly elaborate to us what mental health is Uh, thank you so much Shakombo and I'll start by saying that uh, one when when we are as you have explained before that uh, when mental health is mentioned uh, people tend to think uh, one time I asked uh, somewhere what do you think about mental health and somebody says once that word is mentioned I look at madare I look at the people walking uh, in our roads naked speaking to themselves and, and true that is what people comes to people's minds when uh, we somebody mentions mental health one let me start by saying when we are looking at mental health we are looking at that sta- that state of a person that they are able uh, to function well and when i'm talking about functioning i'm looking at their productivity either at workplace or at school they are able to relate with other people well uh they are able to cope with the daily stresses because human life is full of stress it is okay to be annoyed is okay to be sad but once that has happened are you able to bounce back to your normal self after whatever has happened to you so that state and that ability of being able to be okay that is what we, we refer to mental health But again when we are talking about mental health we are also talking about mental illnesses which now when we are talking about mental illnesses it is it means that uh, I'm trying to be in explain in very simple terms without jargon it means now that well-being whereby you are able to relate with others well you are able to be productive at work or at school now you start missing that if you are worried if you are sad 
you find that it is constant and persistent and it is not leaving even after two weeks, after a month, after six months. You are still struggling with that overwhelming sadness. Now, at that point now, we start talking about mental health illnesses. Back to you, Shakombo. Thank you, Anne, for the explanation. Uh, thank you, Emily, for the explanation. Can we also bring Anne into this uh, discussion? What are we celebrating uh, tomorrow, that's 10th of October, uh, for this uh, World Mental Health Day? Okay, sorry. Uh, technology is uh, kind of disrupting this discussion. But anyway, let me bring in uh, Sheikh Salim Charo onto this discussion too, so that we can share a few sentiments uh, uh, in regards to the religious aspect. Uh, Sheikh Salim Charo, what's the role of uh, mental health or mental well-being in a religious context? Okay, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Shakombo. Let me call you Sheikh Shakombo uh, uh, for inviting me for this. Uh, uh, I think uh, it's uh, important for us to note that uh, mental well-being uh, in Islam is something that is of uh, importance and uh, it is used in Islam under very different uh, uh, let me say ways uh, le- uh, to mention uh, spirit- uh, spiritualism and uh, Islam values the importance of mental uh, well-being uh, and uh, looking at uh, what we've been uh, I think your question was about uh, the role of mental wellness in a religious context, sorry. Okay, uh, but uh, uh, you'll see maybe for instance when we're talking about Islam, uh, Islam provides uh, Muslims with a code of behavior, uh, ethics and social values uh, which helps in tolerating and uh, developing uh, or uh, adoptive uh, and uh, coping strategies uh, to deal with stressful life and uh, events. And uh, we find that uh, also Quran uh, is used uh, as a way to give hope to those uh, going through mental issues and uh, as a guide for people to live a meaning, uh, meaningful and quality life. And uh, this is found in uh, Surah Duha or a chapter uh, in English we may loosely translate as... Uh, uh, the break, uh, the uh, Abuha is uh, mid morning, and uh, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, had, uh, you know, uh, uh, at some point uh, he did not receive revelation for for a while, and uh, he thought that maybe whatever he he was sent for or the mission that he was sent for, uh, it's over. Uh, but uh, you know, with this uh, chapter. Allah got to uh, to uh, to give him back hope and uh, show him that uh, he is not abandoned and uh, that uh, the Almighty is with him and uh, he uh, he reminded him of the uh, what we may term as the, in, in the present day, uh, you know, being that uh, having a low life, you know, uh, being born an orphan, then a few a few years later. Uh, you know, he lost his mother and, uh, you know, he was raised in poverty. And, uh, you know, the Almighty reminding him, you know, all these things, you know, you were born an orphan, but uh, eventually the Almighty gave you, a, a, you know, a, a place to live in. And also you are uh, in poverty, but also the Almighty gave you sustenance. He uh, gave you options and, you know, way, uh, ways out. and. You know, these are some of the things that, uh, you know, uh, because uh, as a normal human, when we go through such, uh, we, uh, they, they tend to, uh, to bring or result uh, now the mental issues that uh, we may be talking about, you know, sadness, you know, worries, and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, you'll see, you know, how the Quran has been revealed on the, uh, the way it is. Uh, you know, for Muslims, it may be used for, it may be used uh, to give hope to these people and also deal with some of uh, these issues. And 
uh, in Islam, it's uh, this is a subject that has been widely discussed. Uh, you will find that uh, we refer to psychology or anything to do with uh, mental health as ilmu nafs uh, that deals with the study of the mind, human behavior, and uh, philosophy, and uh, you know, talking of uh, emotions uh, of the human. And uh, I think uh, I'll just uh, uh, conclude by saying, uh, by researching a verse in chapter 28, verse 77, uh, where the Almighty tells us and uh, seek life uh, and seek life to come, uh, the life in the hereafter, by means of which God granted you. Uh, that is Allah. You know, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you, Use whatever little skills and, uh, and uh, what uh, the little knowledge that you have, the little uh, wealth that you have. Use it to seek the hereafter. And uh, uh, the Almighty tells us, uh, but do not neglect uh, your rightful share in this world. As much as we are making effort of the hereafter, but we should not uh, forget, uh, no, uh, neglect our share uh, uh, in this world and uh, the almighty tells us and do good to others as Allah has done good to you uh, and uh, which means uh, do not seek to spread corruption in the land for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love those who uh, do this uh, so uh, it's uh, very clear that uh, you know we, we, uh, every human being wants to live uh, that peaceful life you know without uh, uh, what, what, what we call stress at Takile Maisha stress. Connect with your creator and also the people surrounding you. Uh, thank you very much and back to you, uh, uh, Sheikh Muhammad. I'm Shukran Jazila, Sheikh Salim Sharaf, for your insights. And let me bring you in on this. Uh, please discuss the theme. Uh, the theme is about mental health in an unequal world. What do you have to say about that? And what are the barriers uh, to accessing mental health care? Emily, sorry. Uh, uh, woman, Emi, yes, yes, Emily. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so when you're looking at uh, mental health in an equal world, which is um, the theme of this uh, world's mental health day, we are looking at, uh, we are in a world whereby uh, we're having so many inequalities even in mental health, and you find accessibility of mental health care, mental health services, mental health information is not equal. And even to some areas, it's co completely, there's nothing. And those are the inequalities we are, uh, we are looking at. Uh, to start with, when you look at issues to do with poverty, one, poverty is a social determinant of, to mental health uh, because it can lead to mental health issues and also as long as there is poverty, then you find the people who suffer from mental health illnesses, mental health issues, psychological issues, they are not able to, to access the services uh, for mental health. Um, so when, when the theme that is what it's looking at, the barriers and the, the things which are stopping people from seeking for help, from accessing mental health services. But again, as people, uh, as we look at people to access these services, one, are people knowledgeable on mental health illnesses or mental health information? Is that information out there? And quite a number of studies that have been done, they have established that uh, there exists what we call mental health literacy, that this information and this knowledge is not out, out there about mental health, that somebody will be struggling with a mental health issue, but he or she doesn't know, and the people even close to them, they even don't know that this is mental health. One being mental mental health illnesses are not physical. Like somebody who has flushed their leg, everybody will see this person is injured. But now when it comes to psychological injuries, mental injuries, then it's not visible. And sometimes that's why you find quite a number of times when people are experiencing mental health illnesses, they'll go to transi traditional illness, they'll go to uh, religious um, leaders, and uh, they won't even think that they can go to a health facility or they can go to a professional because they even don't know this is a mental health illness. And I'll give one example like when people are experiencing what we call hallucinations, let's say visual hallucination whereby this person is seeing 
things other people are not seeing. He'll see, he'll say this is a snake, and everybody is, is not seeing that snake. They'll say this house is burning down. There's uh there's huge fire here, and nobody can see that fire. So people will think this person is either crazy, this person amerogwa, this person is cursed. This person is possessed. People will go for exorcism of, of evil spirits and the demons. People will go for prayers. People will go for, I, I don't know in Islam how you call that kind of dedication. All people will go to traditional eaters so that uh, this evil spirit can be cast out. When this person needs to go to a professional, need to go and seek for services. So lack of that knowledge, one, becomes a huge barrier to seeking mental health services. Then another thing as you ask is about stigma. Stigma is a major barrier to seeking mental health services. And the stigma because, one, we don't understand what it is. And the people are so much stigmatized. There's a lot of labeling and, uh, and also a lot of trivializing that this is an issue. So, again, people will be, how will people look at me? Somebody is suffering. Even at workplace, they can't even say how they are, what they are, they are going through. They can't say, "I'm seeing things, I'm hearing voice, voices." People are calling me, and I can't see this, the, the, these voices. People are going into alcohol and uh, substance use. There's that increase, especially right now during the COVID uh, uh, time. You find somebody cannot even realize they are having a problem. You tell them you are taking too much of alcohol nowadays. You are becoming so messy, and they are like. Uh, you, you are mistaking me. They can't even agree there is a problem. Why? They are not even aware too. They also, uh, maybe they also fear being um, fired or how will people look at me? Or if I'm say, I say I'm seeing things, if I say I'm so much overwhelmed with sadness, every time I just sob, my my, my religious leader will, will see like uh, uh, I'm no longer in the spirit, like I'm becoming weak in faith. And because of all that, because of lack of understanding, because also of where we are coming from culturally, how we have been cultured. Stigma is too high. But one, um, I'll say one key nandawa modaya stigma is information. If people have the right information, that they are able to notice and identify the symptoms as early as possible, then people will seek help as early as possible, and they'll be able to live satisfying life, lives and a productive um, lives. So when Mohammed, we talk about um, mental health in an equal world, we are looking at, do we have enough professionals? Do we have enough experts of mental health in Kenya? Do we have enough facilities that offer um, mental health services in Kenya? And even where those facilities are, are they reachable? Are they in a place where people can go, they, they can walk and reach? And also people, do they people even know where to go? Who to go to when this when, when they, they they notice such a signs? Back to you. Uh, thank you so much for highlighting the barriers which uh, knowledge, uh, stigma, the professionals that uh, are able to articulate and also uh, attend to the mental health uh, uh, issues around them, and also the facilities that are there. I don't know how, how, how much of uh, a campaign that we need to do for, for us to be able uh, to make this sound loud enough. And how can we ensure that uh, this information reaches uh, to the grassroots level, uh, Emily? Uh, thank you so much. And uh, to start with like what you, are, what you guys are doing right now, that is one way of passing this information. Also, the other thing is uh, tapping tapping on the media. When you look at, uh, you are saying even Kule Mashinani, we have radio stations that uh, use even vernacular languages. If such a platforms can be used and talk to our people about mental health. I tell you, one time I worked as a, as a radio presenter in a vernacular radio station. And from where the region I come from, it was so hard to convince people that hallucinations is something you can take to hospital and they are not just things to go to be for demons to be casted out, exorcism, and going to traditional healers, these kalumanziras. It was so hard for people to see that point. So this information is needed out there. And then also, again, also is like the, the, the stakeholders, government, NGOs, private sectors need to come together 
and do sensitization and creating awareness even kule machinani ndani starting with one working with the people down there it's like identifying who are the focal people in this community can they be trained with this information not it may not be to offer the services but even the knowledge because if these people speak the language of that community then the the, the community will resonate with what they are saying that is why you, you you like when you started people look at mental health issues as foreign uh somebody says ah but the question is how people are suffering. We are seeing people committing suicide. We are seeing people killing each other. We are seeing a lot happening, meaning this is, has nothing to do with the whites. But if at all we can speak the language of our natives, we use people who can speak that language to go there and disseminate this information. Then again, in the creating of mental health services, even to the local health facilities, that, you know, it, it, it is, if today I go to deep, deep in the communities, which I even don't understand their language, and I'm trying to explain this even in Swahili, in English, and they look at this, and they are like, what was she talking about? But if their language is spoken, and somebody in their language is telling them, when this happens, we need to approach it this way. Train the, the, the religious leaders, train the traditional healers that even as you pray for them, even as you do these religion um, practices, even as you do these traditional and the cultural practices, if something presents like one, two, three, also refer them to the professionals, refer them to the hospitals to be helped. Thank you. Thank you for those valid points, Emily. Sheikh Salim Charo, this goes to you. The misrepresentation of mental health to evil spirits in religion is common to most Abrahamic faith. So how best can we attend to mental health cases in our religious circle? Okay, thank you very much uh, uh, for the question. Yeah, uh, it's true that uh, there is a misconception when it comes to uh, mental health and uh, especially and uh, that that's why we get to uh, experience uh, exorcism uh, to people even who don't deserve. We do have some cases that, uh, uh, you know, some people are being, uh, you know, the, the exorcism was being performed on them and uh, later they came to realize that this was a medical issue when they were referred to Madhari and uh, they, uh, they, they, they were well treated and uh, it responded. So it, it is important, uh, especially when it comes to religious leaders, first they need to be equipped with the very basic skills to do with the mental health. And they should be able to understand that this is a mental case that needs to be addressed professionally in a, uh, you know, in a way maybe this is a case that needs to be referred to uh, mental health practitioners or uh, psychologists and psychiatrists. And uh, if it's a case that uh, is taken to uh, such professionals, the psychologists, psychiatrists, and uh, they see uh, this is something that we cannot deal with, then it should be referred to uh, religious leaders uh, who may also perform the uh, the prayers in one way or another or uh, perform the exorcism. And uh, it's very important for the two to sit together and see how they can uh, work this out because even the, the, the common people out there, you know, they are suffering uh, especially in our community, you know, to some extent it has been commercialized by some, uh, you know, by some people. You know, unakuja, you don't have the nini, unakuta, the case is severe, and uh, the one expected to recite, you know, is demanding, or maybe after, you know, unadeniangu ya last time, we promise na, you know, these are not the cases that we need to. And, uh, you know, when these two people come together, you know, we get to a point where at least we can uh, we can understand because uh, looking back uh, in, in the history, we find that uh, we have uh, Muslim scholars, you know, that 
uh, that were able to differentiate these uh, things uh, imam razi uh, you know they come uh, they considered mental health uh, m- mental disorders as uh, medical conditions and uh, that need to be treated and uh, you know it's not something that needs to be uh, let's say uh, to perform the exorcism or uh, so on and so forth so it is important for uh, for re- religious leaders uh, to work with uh, uh, with the stakeholders uh, let's say starting with the profession mental health professions and uh, also any other people also working with the community you know because at times when people get to a such situation they don't know where to run to so the first stage or the first uh, spot that they are going to uh, that they'll go to it will be in the mosques and when they reach there and uh, they find that the imam uh, is not equipped with such unajua atafanywa inakuja kuwa mambo mengine unakuta and to some extent uh, we have cases where uh, uh, rukia uh, turns or becomes physical and pengine mtu kula mamboko za bure ambazo eh, at the end of the day something that pengine angeenda kupata a bit of counseling or some few medication if it's a psychiatry eh, condition na mtu akuwe vizuri so we really need to balance eh, these things religious leaders work with their professions and see uh, you know uh, these referrals how they, they they can uh, take place and uh, they really n- uh, need to be acquitted with all this ndio isije kafanyika mambo ambayo tunajua at the end of the day pengine tutaanza kulaumu this is what will lead us to uh, we start uh, blaming the religious leaders or eventually the religion yet it was something ni makosa ya mtu tu pale fulani alifanya so kwa hivyo if we do things professionally uh, i believe itakuja uh, kusaidia watu wengi shukran well emily uh, according to the shark that there is need for us to sort of work with the community so there is need for the mental health services and social support network to come together so what is social support and what is the what's the impact that this does on our mental health or mental well-being um thank you uh, when you look at social support in the simplest language we are looking at the people who are around us our family members our friends our colleagues our neighbors your social network and social networks or social support uh, plays a key role when it comes to our mental health well-being and um while we were we are there i want to i also want to throw a question even to our audience um what kind of support do we give the people who are close to us who come to us and say i'm struggling with this and this i can't sleep i can't eat i'm crying all day because my boyfriend cheated on me my wife cheated on me because i lost my phone what do we normally tell them and why i'm asking this Muhammad is because sometimes people close to us talk to us try to talk to us but we don't listen to them and i remember i was telling someone the other day that in kenya ni kama kuna competition ya mashida why am i saying this somebody will come to you and say look here i'm so broke landlord karibu anifungie nyumba jana watoto walilala njaa i don't know and you start hey unafikiria yako ni kubwa you know even me this and this happened it's like tunashindana nanya kuna shida kubwa kushinda mwingine you you didn't start telling me your problems i'm telling you what i'm going through sometimes you don't even need to give me money kindly just listen sometimes we just need someone to listen i'll also throw this question and ask when you are greeting somebody in the morning and saying how are you are you greeting them as a norm as a culture of greeting or are you really interested to know how they are doing that morning if you said how are you emily and i started explain issues here and there 
are you ready to listen to what I'm, I'm saying? Because you asked me how I am. And if you ask how you are, do you say I'm okay? All is well. Because that is a norm. That's how salami was supposed to kurudishwa. Or will you say what is really that I'm not okay? I'm not okay. For, for a whole week, I've not been able to sleep. No matter how much I try, it's So the question here is for those people who we are around them, when they are faced by issues, are we listening to them? Are we supporting them? Are we trivializing their issues? Are we guiding them to where they need to seek support? And I would say something I was discussing uh, yesterday with Mohammed, and I was telling him, one challenge we are having with parents, uh, a, a kid will come and complain of a situation. And people say, oh, Dr. Squeeze, we are going to complain. We complain. Now we are going stress. We are nyumba. And that's why you are seeing our young ones are committing suicide in our highs. Nobody commits suicide just from the blues. They have tried to talk. We look at it as attention-seeking. We look at them as drama queens. We look at them as in Watoto and Bloomberg. And we are like, ah, kindly let us listen and support those who are close to us. If you feel they need to see uh, a professional, accompany them to go and see that professional. Tell them you need help. This one, I even don't know what to say, but together we can seek help. I'll walk with you through this journey. That is people, that is what we are talking about, social support. Be there for one another. Be your brother's keeper. Don't trivialize someone's problem. And when it comes to relationships, there's a big problem. Somebody is saying, my husband threw me out, and another one is saying, this lady is not just crying about another man out there. It's about this specific man. If you don't know what to say, help them get help and all get helped. Thank you. Well, uh, you, you talked about uh, listening uh, as, a, as an aspect of ensuring that we are able to tackle uh, the issues around mental health. So I want to wrap in Anne on this. Uh, Anne, if you can hear me, please unmute your mic. How do we pay attention to a friend, a family member, or a colleague who may be impacted? So I want to rub in Anne on this. Uh, Anne, if you can hear me, please unmute your mic. How do we pay attention to a friend a f who may be impacted? So I want to rub in Anne on this. Uh, Anne, if you can hear me, please unmute your mic. How do we pay attention to a friend? Uh, hello, thank you very much. Hoping, hope you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you, but there's a background noise. Please uh, switch it off. Are you listening from a laptop? Because that uh, sound is irritating to the ears. Please. Okay, I uh, hope you can hear me. Yeah, right now we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, please go, go on. So, sorry, I'm not able to hear you. I can hear you, so please go on. Hello? I can be sorry, able to hear uh, I think you can't hear me. Go on. Sorry, I'm not able to hear you. No, it's very okay. I can hear you now. Yeah, please go on. Hello? Um, please, please put in your sentiment. Okay, can I pass it over first of all to Emery as I stabilize? Okay, so yeah, sorry, Emily, no please go on as I stabilize. Okay, yeah. Emily, please take it over from there. Uh, how do we pay attention to a friend, a family member, or a colleague who may be impacted? Okay, sir. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, one, you're asking how to pay attention. You listen to understand what someone is saying. And when you say we are listening to understand, you're even understanding their pain. If I'm crying, don't make joke of what I'm going through. Don't trivialize it. Understand the pain I'm going through. <coughs> Sorry. Sometimes it's not even easy 
on to know exactly what to do especially if you are not trained you may not know now what do i tell them do i start crying with them if they have been angered by somebody somebody has conned them and they are so mad they are so confused do i just go and help them fight a physical war if uh, is somebody who has lost a loved one through death maybe you even don't know what do i tell this person you don't need to say anything if you don't know what is the right thing to say. Just being there for them. Assure them that you are available and you are there for them. Two, <clears throat> as I said, help them to seek help. Another thing, learn about what they are going through. If they tell you, I was told I have bipolar, and you are like, now what is that? You can Google you can look at the, the, the sites and look at what is bipolar. How does it present? Because sometimes also we end up stigmatizing them more because also we under. And now? Yeah, right now you're a bit stable. Okay, so uh, diagnosed with bipolar and I shared with my friends, nobody's talking to me and they are all avoiding me. And I kept on wondering, why are they avoiding her? We know, like bipolar one, the manic state comes with uh, that violence and uh, sometimes being too hyper and uncontrollable. The best thing the friends can do, can you try also to get information about that, what she has been told? She has been told this uh, bipolar manic episode. Try to learn about that. And when she behaves that way, when she's too high, when she's violent, and then, you know, it is not I as a person, but the condition she's in so again i get that information but if at at that moment you don't know what to do what to tell her just assure her that whatever happens whatever you are going through i may not know what to say but i'm here i'm here to support with to support you i'll walk with you through this journey can we go and consult somebody what what is happening can we talk to someone else to know if somebody knows about this if it is about death sometimes when we are when we are comforting people who have lost their loved ones without knowing, we end up even hurting them more with the words we say. Sometimes you don't have to say anything, just be there for them. If you feel whatever they are going through, whatever they are presenting with is too much, is risk for their even their safety, kindly seek for help on their behalf. I've, I've seen people who call us on uh, in Kenya Red Cross and say, I'm not the one who has an issue, but I think my friend has an issue. My friend is presenting with one, two, three. My mother is presenting with one, two, three. Our father has been doing one, two, three. What could be that and how can we help? Kindly do that for a loved one. And we'll have helped them a big deal. Thank you. Thank you for your sentiment. Well, Emily, um, when we, we discuss, let's say, behind the mask, we look at the state of the economy uh, and, and issues around uh, instant gratification. Just the other day, we had uh, FB, IG, and WhatsApp go down. Uh, and, and this social media has had an impact to a larger percent of the uh, audience uh, and also, uh, let's say, people at large in the, in the global village. Um, how is COVID-19 plus all other other aspects uh, impacting mental health and the well-being of people? Emily? Uh, thank you. Um, let me start with um, let me start with, with briefly on social media, then I go to COVID. Uh, when you look at uh, social media, we'll, there's positive and a negative about it. One, through social media, you, we are connected globally. You're able to get information. You're you are able to know what is happening in US, what is happening in Europe, what is happening in Kisumu because of the, 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 the social media platforms. A lot is happening there. Together with that information, if you are not careful, you'll also get it on information from there. And especially when COVID came, it was closed for so long. And this, these young ones, Others even uh, they are like, at what time will they even finish school? What is happening? Took away their friends. So what happened around uh, around COVID, and that impacted us negatively. People have never recovered from that. People have never recovered from that. There are people who are doing well in businesses. They had to close their businesses. How are they surviving? How are they feeding their kids? 
How are they taking care of their families and their extended families? Where do you think that leaves them? That was the effect of COVID-19. And now you see this rise of depression and all manner of uh, mental health illnesses. When I look uh, at our data, uh, the, num- the, the cases we handle in Kenya Red Cross during this time, you find it is quite high. Marital issues, quite high. And when you look at across ages, you find uh, it's like what does the say? But you find most of the time men will end up dying more than those women who said they'll commit suicide. Why? One, when you look... Sorry, Emily, uh, you're cutting off. Uh, Seems like the internet is not stable on your end. Uh And now? Yeah. Uh You can hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah. So you can wind up your comments so that I can be able to get a few sentiments from the other colleagues. Yeah. So what I was saying is like when you look at this time during COVID-19, suicidal cases have gone to have gone too high and the relationship issues also have gone too high. One, most of the time people are talking about financial issues. Two, when people sink into mental health illnesses, you find they become so much irritable, easily irritable and also violent, rude or they just go numb. So if that person is an, in a relationship is married, then you find in the house, they, they, they would agree on, on, on anything because it's either out of anger or they are just numb and just looking at their partner and they're not talking. So there's a, a huge need for mental health services in our country, among our populations. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the sentiment. Uh, Anne, are you able to speak right now? Uh, please pass in your sentiment in regards to the issue behind the mask where we have... Uh, um, the problem of uh, social media with instant gratification, the state of the economy, and uh, what will you tell someone struggling with uh, emotional or mental health issues? Okay, uh, what will tell somebody uh, who is struggling with their mental illness? Uh, I'll tell them first of all to seek professional help. You don't need to keep quiet and uh, just uh, hide uh, behind the tent and say that you're not going to talk about it. Okay, uh, another thing, uh, you can seek therapy that is, uh, you can share also with the colleagues. Uh, you can tell, uh, you know, like have somebody just to share that. Today I woke up, this is how I'm feeling, and uh, maybe I went through this in the morning, and uh, you can share and speak it out. And uh, think about also um, having also, you know, having enough and quality sleep is very, very important. And on top of that, uh, do you have somebody like a family doctor that you can talk to? So as we look into the what leads to all this, like, for example, during COVID-19, we may see that uh, we had so many people who are laid off. So in this, when it comes to this, whom can you talk? Do you have a family member that you can talk to? Do you have somebody who can, maybe you can say, this is what I'm going through. How do I go about it? So it's very, very important. In other things that uh, we can look into is uh, also uh, accepting that you have a problem. How can I accept that? Sure, I need to seek uh, uh, mental health, uh, you know, like advice. How can I go about it? So it's very, very important. Okay, thank you so much for your contribution, Anne. Uh, let me also talk to Sal- Sheikh Salim Charo, if you're still uh, on. on, on. Uh, please unmute your mic. <clears throat> so as I wind up, I can say that uh, we are there for you. Okay. No, sorry. No, no, Sheikh Salim Charo, if we look at uh, capacity building, are we able to enlighten the religious leader in regards to mental health issues? Thank you very much, and uh, once again, thank you for the question. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, capacity building, uh, we are able to do that because uh, last year, during the peak of the COVID, and uh, this year we've had uh, trainings as uh, National Muslim COVID-19 Sports Committee, and uh, Alhamdulillah, in Nairobi, we've trained uh, close to uh, to 600. Uh, those are imams, uh, sheikhs, and including... Uh, some uh, community influencers in the in the grassroots. So it's something that is uh, that we can do, and uh, it's something that is doable. And uh, the trainings that we offered uh, in 
includes uh, psychological first aid from uh, the, now the, uh, the, uh, the Muslim uh, psychologists and the counselors uh, were able to provide these trainings. So it's something that uh, we believe that we can do, but uh, still we believe what we've done is not uh, really enough because uh, we really need uh, a follow-up a follow-up uh, training or uh, capacity building and uh, eventually we really need uh, also advancements uh, of the same uh, skills on the courses that uh, that are offered and uh, we really saw that uh, this uh, dire need uh, especially uh, for the religious leaders uh, now here uh, referring to the imams and, uh, uh, and uh, those who uh, uh, play, uh, play their roles in the in the community. They really need to have these uh, trainings and uh, at least to be uh, uh, advancements of these uh, courses, uh, so as to be able to handle the rising cases. Uh, because uh, just like uh, the predecessors uh, that were talking, uh, I think it was Emily. Uh, she touched uh, the issues of finances, uh, marital uh, problems, uh, talking of, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you're talking of jobs, you're also talking of job losses. Uh, so uh, when you're talking of finances, we are talking of job losses and so on. So all these are the things that, uh, you know, the, 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 the communities, uh, let me say, they are, they are suffering from and there are some people who are unable even to uh, to talk uh, just the, the same way it has been mentioned before. Uh, there are people who cannot, uh, you know, get that, especially with men. Uh, you know, they are not able to talk to their colleagues and uh, maybe, uh, and even if they, they are in dire need to talk to professions, they don't know where to find them. So the only person they think and believe that can help us here is a person who is a religious leader, that is uh, imam uh, in the nearby masjid. And uh, if we find the uh, imam not fit with such, uh, you know, at times we really appreciate uh, imams because they do have the spiritual guidance and, uh, you know, the prayers and the hope that they give us and you know, that's what we really need. But uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, how they handle these issues, uh, you know, professionally. And I, I, I believe it may add a lot of value. Thank you very much. And uh, back to you, uh, Shakombo. Thank you, uh, Shak Salim. Uh, Emily, as we put a close into this uh, discussion today in regards to the mental health and celebrating the World Mental Health tomorrow. Could you kindly inform us about the arrangements on, in regards to the toll-free number from Red Cross and how people can be able to get uh, psychosocial support and counseling? Emily, unmute your mic, please. I have, I have unmuted my mic. Now you're loud and you clear. You can hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, I was saying that uh, in uh, Kenya Red Cross, we have a free toll number hours you call 11.99 11.99 it's free it doesn't charge anything uh you don't need bundles to call 11.99 call 11.99 say you need to speak to a counselor or a psychologist and then by there you'll be assigned and who will listen to you and walk with you through this journey again you can also visit kenya red cross website when you, you go to our website, there's a place where you can also chat with us. Uh, that chat comes straight to our mental health department and you will be received by counselors and psychologists. So through those two numbers, those, those, those two platforms, you can reach us. And we are on 24-7, meaning day and the night you will you'll get us. And also as I give these platforms, allow me to say this. Do not suffer in silence. Do not struggle alone. Seeking help is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of immense self-love. It is a sign of strength. And mental health services and mental health help is available. Kindly reach out. 
talk to someone, speak to someone, or help someone close to you to seek for help. Help is available. Do not suffer in silence. Thank you. Emily, as we wind up, could you tell us what are some of the activities that you are going to hold uh, tomorrow? Uh, as Kenya Red Cross, we, we continue on uh, doing our awareness. We'll have our SD, SD at uh, the national commemoration of the day, the event. But um, on the ground, we'll, we'll still keep on uh, doing mental health awareness. And also we have started uh, rolling even trainings to our own staff and um volunteers still on the same and also being so much on the social media platforms spreading this gospel that we need to seek help for mental health and also try to address the issue of stigma thank you so much to my panelists uh, for gracing today's uh, uh, show and being able to tackle uh, mental health in a broader perspective we are really sorry about the internet issue with our uh, counseling psychologist Andegua. but thank you so much for participating emily model clinical psychologist thank you so much for your sentiment and information uh sheikh salim charo asante sana and also a big thank you to my team behind the scenes who are able to make this uh, a success uh, kakangu aj and majib water uh, thank you so much for this platform uh, we coming to an end today and i leave you with this your triggers point to what you need to heal to be easily triggered is to be easily manipulated awareness is key bye-bye adios muhammad chakombo Horizon TV lo nzuri na yasifika Niongozo ya dini atufunza vema Kuipenda yatubidi wazina sema Emola tuhifadhi daima Emola tuhifadhi daima dawama Maneno ya Allah ndani twapata hadithi na sunna pia zatajwa tujifunza mengi tena kwa sana Horizon TV Maneno ya Allah ndani twapata hadithi na sunna pia zatajwa tujifunza mengi tena kwa sana Horizon TV